1: Richmond's new police Chief Gerald Smith told reporters on Monday that he supports a Citizens Review Board for the department but has the legal authority to force witnesses to cooperate in an investigation. Whitney Evans reports.
0: Chief Gerald Smith was enthusiastic about the idea of a police oversight panel with subpoena power when he was questioned by reporters on Monday.
1: 100 percent.
0: Smith said his previous police department in Charlotte, North Carolina had a civilian review board, but it couldn't compel witnesses to testify. And he says that was frustrating for everyone.
1: Subpoena powers for civilian review boards is something that goes both ways. It helps the officer and it helps everyone get the bigger picture of what exactly had took place and what type of action, if any, should take place.
0: Mayor Lavar Stoney has already committed to creating a citizens review board in Richmond, and his office says it will have subpoena power. Whitney Evans, VPM News.
1: Henrico County launched a rental assistance program yesterday in an effort to prevent homelessness, as Yasmin Jamal reports the initiative aims to help county residents who have lost income as a result of the pandemic.
0: The $360,000 federally funded program will offer impacted residents short-term rent payments. To qualify, households must be able to prove that they couldn't make rent because of the pandemic. This includes job loss, reduced hours, or missed work if a doctor recommended quarantine. Eligible applicants can receive up to $1,500 per month to cover overdue rent, late fees, or court costs. Each applicant may get up to four months of assistance. The Henrico COVID-19 Rental Assistance Program will be ongoing until funds run out. Applications in both English and Spanish are available for pickup at Henrico's Department of Social Services offices or through the county's website. Yasmin Jamaa VPM News.
1: To learn more about the program, eligibility, and how to apply, visit vpm.org news. Counties in Central Virginia teamed up to create a new website called Know Your Rights that pulls together resources for citizens to find information on laws surrounding discrimination. Ian Stewart reports. Chesterfield County Administrator Joe Casey says with all the news around the country regarding social justice and discrimination, he asked himself what role Chesterfield can play in that discussion. With that question, he began searching for informational websites and resources on anti-discrimination laws and soon realized that it's complex. There really isn't a, a lay perspective, something that's educational, something that's in one site that helps prompt you for the arrays of laws that, that you may need to know as a citizen. Casey then partnered with Hanover and Henrico Counties to develop a website with resources for people facing discrimination. Under each categories are links to laws, agency, and advocacy organizations. Casey says the website will keep adding new information on a regular basis. Ian Stewart, VPM News. Chesterfield County Public Schools are holding a virtual meeting this evening with the district's Spanish-speaking families. The superintendent will review options for reopening in the fall, including a hybrid of in-person and online classes. Comments and questions will be accepted in Spanish in advance and via a live stream chat function. Interpreters will be translating throughout the event and monitoring the live comments so that questions can be addressed in real time. The 90-minute meeting starts at 5.30 and will be live-streamed on the district's website, Facebook page, and YouTube channel. A 2018 Virginia law establishing funding for needle exchange programs, places where drug users can acquire clean needles, was expanded this month. Emily Wester, home of Health Brigade in Richmond says the changes are necessary but overdue.
0: You know, we'll go out there and serve folks, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is real. Where, where have y'all been for the last 20 years, right?
1: Drug users are also now protected from arrest if participating in a needle exchange program or seeking medical attention for an overdose. The reforms were part of a series of changes made by Democrats in the General Assembly this year. Norfolk Delegate Jay Jones formally announced his bid for Attorney General on Monday. The 31-year-old Democrat says his youth is an asset. Ben Pavier has more. Jones graduated from UVA Law School five years ago and won his House of Delegates seat in 2017. He says his courtroom and legislative experience have primed him for the attorney general's office. People are ready. Right? I think the this, this state and this country have demonstrated they're ready for, for new leadership, for different voices, for fresh ideas. Jones has already been endorsed by nearly three dozen lawmakers. He may be best known for a speech he gave last year documenting the racism faced by his family. Jones's father served in the House of Delegates from 1988 to 2002. Supporters of Shannon Taylor, Henrico County's Commonwealth's attorney, sent out an email last month saying she's also running for AG. Taylor declined to confirm or deny that to VPM. Ben Pavier, VPM News. As racial justice protests continue around the country, many communities have taken steps to remove symbols of white supremacy. But in Richmond, one local judge has blocked efforts to remove Confederate monuments in the city. Richmond Circuit Court Judge Bradley B. Covito ruled last month that Governor Ralph Northam can't take down the Robert E. Lee statue on Monument Avenue. And last week, Covito ruled Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney can't remove any more Confederate statues for 60 days. The order protects one remaining statue in Richmond, that of Confederate General A.P. Hill. Brad Kuttner has been following these lawsuits, and he's been inside the courtroom for all of the hearings. Brad's a reporter for Courthouse News Service, a national wire service for legal news. VPM's Whitney Evans sat down with him.
0: Brad, can you break down these two rulings for
2: us? So both of them dealt with private individuals filing suit over the authority that either Northam or Mayor Stoney has to remove the monuments. And in this case, Cavito found that both parties, both leaders did not have that authority.
0: And there's a strong case to be made that Judge Cavito personally does not want these statues to come down. During court hearings, he called the subjects of these monuments American war veterans and said the Lee Monument belongs to the people. And just last week, an op-ed Cavito wrote in College Surfaced, where he criticized desegregation efforts and automatic voter registration. What can you tell us about that piece?
2: It was first posted by Delegate Lamont Bagby, who leads the Legislative Black Caucus here It was an interesting look at how a man who has the authority to overrule the will of a duly elected governor and mayor has expressed some controversial opinions in the past. And even in our own editorial room, when we we were working on the story, there were some concerns about talking about bringing up 40-year-old op-eds from somebody in college, but in the end, we decided that when somebody has this kind of authority and takes that kind of authority and specifically mentions the abuse of judicial power in the op-ed, I mean, when he was discussing the dangers or the burdens of busing he experienced, he blamed paternal federal courts, which, as Michael Paul Williams pointed out in the Times-Dispatch this weekend, he's taking the same paternal steps to essentially legislate from the bench.
0: And it 's important to mention that both Brad and I separately reached out to judge cavito's office for a comment on this issue. Neither of us have received a response, and that's not unusual. Judges typically don't speak to the press, but Brad, what have these hearings been like? How has Judge Cavito responded to arguments from the state and city that these statues should come down?
2: Cavito's actions in the Northam hearing were were surprisingly aggressive and very much in support of the statues. But the, the Stoney hearing was unique in that I've never seen a judge work so strongly on behalf of a plaintiff in a case. Cavido seemed willing to go to any limits to keep those statues in place, if not to specifically override Stoney's authority. When the war monument removal law changed on July 1st, it changed some specifics about how lawsuits could be filed in such disputes. And uh, Judge Cavito seemed not at all interested in the legality of the situation and more interested in the ability of the city to maintain these statues, no matter what the people
0: say. Mm. All right, that's Brad Putner. He's been following the legal fight over Confederate statues in Richmond. He's a reporter for Courthouse News Service and National Wire Service for Legal News. Thanks so much for your time today, Brad.
1: Thank you. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. Find all of VPM stories online at vpm.org slash news.
0: VPM.
1: I'm Speech Thomas from the Hip Hop Crew Arrested Development. On the new VPN podcast, Track Change, I take you behind the walls of Richmond City Jail, where I help four men record an album and hear how they're trying to break free from a cycle of addiction and incarceration.
2: Been so long since I've been free.
0: Subscribe to Track Change and your podcast app.